Hello, TGIT fans. Welcome to The Hum, a TGIT recap podcast where we talk about Grey's Anatomy, how to get away with murder, and just some general Shonda Rhimes fangirling. Each week we break down the episodes and we talk about maybe the cheesier moments of Grey's Anatomy that made us cringe a little bit, but also the moments that made us just sob because we're so emotionally connected to these characters. We talk about the suspenseful moments of how to get away with murder and try to predict the infamous mystery endings. Try to predict who's gonna die, who's gonna kill, who's gonna sleep with who. (laughs) To guide you on this TGIT journey, we're your hosts. I'm Courtney Bohr. I'm Claire Bohr. And I'm Meg Tambay. We're excited to break it all down with you, so let's start the show. Episode six. So today, in Grey's, obviously, was Day of the Dead, which so fun was very timely and so fun. I'm so glad they did something like that. So it opens up with Bailey's kid, who we never see, which is so funny. Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> there were so many kids at the beginning of yes. this episode. I'll keep saying it. I think I've been overdramatic about the kids this season, but they really have just been... They've been showing so up present. out of nowhere. No, literally. And this whole beginning is like, look at us moms starting our day. And I was like, what? And Zola has a friend over? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I was, was like, who is this? I was, I was like, like, is this someone's kid that we're supposed to know? <laughs> yeah. yeah <I'm> Seriously. <laughs> Honestly, that just came together just like just now for me. So. <laughs> yeah. So many kids. I was yeah. like, who are these people? <laughs> Truly. I think someone complained because I'm like, okay, Grace is now a family show. <laughs> yeah. So. And it's like yeah. turning the tide. I feel like the whole dynamic is like, we're moms trying to find love. And like yeah. her with the matchmaker, True. I'm yes. like, mm-hmm. what is, like, we love what marriage. Is we love World. kids. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> uh, anyways, I love, um, the beginning of Bailey's kid explaining this day of the dead and just like the narrative of death and it not being scary. And we see like Bailey looking at Warren's death benefit, which is super interesting because she's still very, I don't know. I don't know what the significance of that was, but well, it's been causing her like stress, you know, how she was talking about how she took away all the stressors of her life. But this is the like, only thing that's there and is like still stressing her out because she's like i don't know if he's gonna make it through a work day because he's risking his life so i that's like what it was kind of showing okay got it i just thought it was interesting (laughs) i don't know i thought it fit in pretty weird but side note i do love um how the unlady like podcast synced up with grace like this week and last week what? like last what? Y- yeah like last I haven't week listened to this week okay this week it was about just like smashing the patriarchy like with your corpse basically like how you can like um be a feminist when you die something like that oh i haven't listened to all of it but like that was pretty much what it was wow. and then last week's remember it was like advocating for yourself yes. and we saw that with bailey's patient Bailey yes. and Joe's patient last week. So I was like, okay, guess they have Shonda scripts. Guess I'm listening to um, maybe like every single week because it yeah, links seriously. up. Seriously. I'm so <laughs> into it. So they're not actually referencing Chris. No, no, no. no they're but it's the same go. topic, wow. though. That's crazy. Same yeah, topic, is which same. is weird. I'm like, like this there's week something that we don't know. <laughs> Halloween. Um, yeah. yeah. And like Day of the Dead. But 
So that makes a little bit more sense. But last week, it's like, what? Yeah, so it was pretty random. I thought so. Okay, and then back to Meredith. She's talking about the matchmaker and Maggie's in her house, I believe. And she drops this bomb of Teddy going to talk to Owen today, which is interesting that she knows that. I guess they, you know, are, call each other now too. <laughs> but, I think like Teddy's or like Meredith is Teddy's only lifeline in Seattle. Yeah, you know, like that's, that's her okay. only friend and person that knows she's there to reach out to so it kind of makes sense and they had their little cute cookie bonding time yeah so. and like True. when she was leaving <laughs> meredith was like keep me in the loop you know like something of like oh, yeah, i'm yeah, here yeah. for you which was cutie true true and then maggie was like i'll believe it when i see it yes <laughs> yeah. so savage, like, savage. <laughs> <laughs> so savage which then it transitions beautifully into a scene with <laughs> teddy and owen of course i love shanda for that yes. and it starts by teddy apologizing which i'm like girl you shut it well also and when that- she shows up owen's just like Hey, and I yeah. was like, what's this greeting? I was like, yeah. wait, are you not shocked that she's been here? What's going, why are you yeah. so calm? Like this They're reunion. both just like, hello. Like, well, hey, they like already talked like about neighbor. it before. <laughs> yeah, they must have like texted about it, but it still just felt They so did casual. because they were like, oh, thanks for like meeting with me, you know? So I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was, was still casual. For like a shock moment. Also, mm-hmm. I feel like they always... Like, Gray's characters always meet in their homes. Like, that is so intimate. Like, they never <laughs> just, like, meet at coffee shops. They're always, like... I guess it's, like, the bar or home. Like, yeah, those that's are, so like... True. So true. Interesting places to meet. You can only have so many sets. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I feel like you're close enough with Teddy that it's not weird. And you have a baby. I don't think that's weird to invite her to your home. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, you're right. That is pretty consistent that they always meet there. (laughs) (laughs) Very intimate. But so they try to get to their conversation. But of course, Amelia barges in looking for Betty, which they can't find. And Amelia thinks she's doing drugs naturally. And Owen thinks that she's just a teenager. So this causes some tension. And then they all go looking for Betty the whole time. The, the whole show. gang. The whole gang. I was and so Teddy. dead that she joined. I was like, Teddy? Like, well, so does she, she even no know choice. what this kid looks like? Apparently, when she, like, <laughs> tried to, like, grab that kid's arm and she was like, oh. Well, remember, she <laughs> That's met what I was Betty. exactly like. Oh. She met Betty when she tried to originally come to the house. Yeah, I don't think I could oh, find true. anyone I saw in the doorway <laughs> Okay, but that was scarring ago. for her. That was like changing her whole life when she right. saw that girl. So yeah, that's probably that's scarring. That girl's face is embedded in her She's head. She's like, I know, Betty. I know her. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, true. they got a good girl. Like, the back of that girl honestly did look like Betty. <laughs> yeah, I was like, shoo, hello. But of course I wasn't. <laughs> I bet it was Betty. And then oh. they who it was in the front. Right, probably. <laughs> oh my probably. god, that would be so that dramatic. Good. That would so, be so dramatic. <laughs> so now we are finally at the hospital. We see Joe and Karev, which is so cute. Which is, I don't know, their weird <laughs> dynamic of chief, but like marriage, you know? It's so funny because he's always been her super superior also i guess not directly like he hasn't been like her boss at any point in time 
But, like, he's always, like, they've always kind of had that work dynamic where he's been mm-hmm. more, yeah. like, in a higher position. So that's why I think it's so funny that they're having such a weird time adjusting to this dynamic when it's, like, it's not that different from how it's always been, you know? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I just think she's being, they're just being so funny. I'm just They're like, being funny. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, Link shows up because he's always in the show now. <laughs> he's there. And he gets so much screen time, honestly. He does get a ton of screen time. <laughs> like, I'm more like, than, like, okay. most people. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess we have to get to know him, so it's Kay. valid. I think the show, we were supposed to be falling in love with him, which I was. Me too. I was too, <laughs> yeah. so, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> right when he started saying that he was scared of global warming, I was like, okay, fine. Me like, too. <laughs> That's what got me. I was like, okay, drop that bomb. I'm here for it. <laughs> yes. So then Joe is telling him to ask Meredith out, which... Link is like, seriously, like, I, like, no, she's not, she doesn't like me. (laughs) And Joe's like, no, like, it's fine. (laughs) Which, I mean, it's true. She's like, she's hard to get to know, but once you know her, she is hard to get to know. Which Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's valid. And like, she low key likes Link, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Meredith? Yeah. Maybe. Well, (laughs) it was so funny when he goes to ask her out like the first time and she basically rejects him and she goes oh what's up with like you and joe since like joe told you to ask me out and he goes what's up with you and alex i was i was done i was like you're funny yeah Yeah, i was like okay (laughs) yeah because he was like (laughs) she said something that like i think all of us have kind of in the back of our mind been thinking where he's she was like so what's up with you and Joe, does Alex have anything to be worried about? And then he just flipped it in a way that, like, so perfectly made me not worried about it anymore at all. When he said that, when he was like, what's up with you and Alex? Does Joe have anything to be worried about? And I was like, oh, yeah. No, she doesn't. Okay, it's great. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, obviously, they're fine. So Up until that point, I had been like, ooh, I don't know. Really? I trust it, but I don't. It's still Gray's, and they're a couple that's happy, (laughs) so maybe he's coming to mess it up. But then once he said that, I was like, oh, they're just friends, and I'm really happy about it. And they paused on Meredith's face for so long while she was like, ha, huh, what? That is so true. <laughs> they did. <laughs> yeah. So to get into Meredith's storyline a little bit, Weber says, can we talk? And it was so serious, which I was so confused about. And I did not think that was going to be what it was. But apparently Thatcher, her dad, has leukemia and is on hospice, hospice, so he has a few weeks to live, which was just so sad. Um, totally forgot about him, even though I think who we brought it up recently. Yeah, and he was a deadbeat dad. Yeah, he, he is. was a deadbeat dad. He is. Yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, and I guess that leads into the whole like storyline of death, which was also very... It works, you know, Grace, she knows. (laughs) So I guess we'll get into that a little bit later with the storyline. 
So let's talk about the patients. So we have Roberta, who is getting a liver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joe and Bailey tell her that there's a liver from Yunos. And then this random guy walks in and is like, you have a call from Yunos. And she's like, I knew it. Like, I'm not getting a liver. And the guy was like, yeah, you're right. You're not getting a liver. Because she, I guess, doesn't have hope for herself for some reason and has been planning her funeral so people can grieve properly and her friend Denise was so cute when she's like you're not going to die like you're not going to die so stop saying this yeah and I was so there for their friendship I was so there for it I honestly kind of love when it's like the best gal pal is by your side you know instead of like a husband or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Really. Like, I'm like, yes, female friendships are important. Like, so I important. love seeing them like this. Uh, yeah. I was it like, was this is a good dynamic. This is beautiful. Seriously. I was like, why am I the one with the liver problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why am I the one having to be so positive? <laughs> <laughs> so not us. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. kidding. <laughs> okay. We should finish the story because it was kind of short. So, basically, like, this other man, randomly, we don't know him, but he dies. Of course he dies. In the hospital. And Bailey just happens to walk by as he's dying. He's only been down for, apparently, what, seven Seven minutes, minutes. I think? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Bailey's like, perfect. (laughs) He's a liver. Or not a liver. An organ donor. We can just... He's a liver. (laughs) He's a liver. a liver. We can just... (laughs) Make the liver come back to life. So she starts like compressions, and Joe is like, "What?" Everyone <laughs> like, thought she was can't crazy. Do it was Everyone so intense. did think she was crazy, and I honestly was like, "This is different." But then Joe was <laughs> they like, said "Okay, the word fine." Zombie so many times this episode, I was like, "Okay." Did. Like, did you know this is the Halloween episode? Zombie <laughs> death, Day of the Dead, zombie. <laughs> We're bringing really? this back to life. Like Bring it's it a zombie. <laughs> Glad everyone was super on the themes this episode. (laughs) So they take this man after they, I don't know what they even did. They didn't make him come back to life. So I just don't know what this Well, they were just like, they were just getting like the blood circulation to continue so that they, you know, could take the liver out and then shock it back to life. Which I don't know how they like shocked it back. That's how they kept saying it. Shocked the <laughs> zombie liver back to life. I was like, okay, this is okay. how we speak in the medical field, I'm sure. Yep, just like that. <laughs> they take him to the ER, cut the sliver out, put it on this fancy thing, which I was so like, wow, I can't wait for medicine. Medicine is so cool. And they're waiting patiently, and of course, like, it starts working, I guess. I don't know what happened. Blood they could see something happen and Bailey literally was so happy. Drop the mic. (laughs) Drop the mic. Yeah. Oh my God. Seriously. She was like, this is the good stress. The good stress. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is what she got back into surgery for. So she could like solve hard problems. That Mm -hmm. was cute. Yeah. So beautiful. Yes. Also, one thing I missed was before they, um, took the liver out i think karev tried to shut it down they're like you're not doing that no like, it was the once they shocked it once oh, they shocked it they got to this to go. point and they're like so excited and basically like they go to the patient they get everybody on board and then they're like oh 
father, not father, what? husband Karev. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I was going to say Karev, but I was like, we should be more respectful about saying Karev's, because this one's Mr. Karev. We'll just, I just call her Joe. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. Joe and Alex. Yeah, sure, I call her Joe. Okay, Alex, come look at this thing we made. And then he's like, no, shut it down. Which, this was so weird, too, that he was like, saying to shut it down because he was like playing the responsible one I guess he was like shut it down because you know so hate us if this like doesn't go well but I'm like if that were a real thing that were worthy of being concerned about Bailey would be concerned about it well so. I don't know I think that she's kind of stepping out of that role of like having to be the stern one and she's like kind of feeling free in that sense of just being like, I can be a little bit more reckless because I don't have to worry about all the logistics of it. So I think it was cool to see Alex like actually in that chief role instead of before when he was just kind of making reckless decisions that happened to work out. So I think it was, I don't know, it was cool to see, but it was also like, dang it, I don't want you to be the chief yeah. in this situation. <laughs> also, Joe kind of called him out for that, too. She's like, you're okay with doing the crazy thing to save your patients. Like, why are you in the way of this? Which I thought was valid because, yeah, even as chief, he's, like, done risky stuff for his own people. So True. it was just, like, weird that he was putting his foot down in this, like, cool moment. Right. And then we see that the liver does get approved by, I guess, whatever secondary list so it's not like they're doing something th- that crazy at least in my mind <laughs> yeah and no for sure but joe kind of feels uneasy about it but bailey basically manipulates her against like karev and she's like we're doing this so <laughs> <laughs> they do they put the liver in it's fully functioning karev looks down from the gallery room and he's super angry but it's it's already in the body yeah it's like you're fine like it's and he ends up being fine which is just ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) because at the end joe like i don't know he was like mad at her ish and she was like oh are we fighting and then he kisses her and she's like okay like whatever the The sassy pregnant nurse that we've been seeing this (laughs) season was like this is not your home we're all here. We can see you. And I was like, who reacts that way to seeing someone, like, kiss? Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. She had not even gotten, like, PG-13 yet. <laughs> she just wanted to be sassy. She was like, fuck you guys! <laughs> she just hates so here for the nurses. For <laughs> like, I don't know how they could hear them so clearly, like, through, like, two things of glass, but... <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you can not only see it as obvious, but you can also hear crystal clear. Yeah. <laughs> crystal but those shades clear. really made them able to do whatever. <laughs> True. Okay. Let's talk about Floor. <laughs> I love that name. So there. Oh, the Medina me family. They it were amazing. So incredible. incredible. She apparently, I don't know what was wrong with her. Something crazy. Her gallbladder. Something about her gallbladder that needed to be removed but yeah. they called it this crazy name which was so funny the cyst wasn't it just like a cyst of some kind yeah but they were I guess calling it, was it something like like a like something weird like a weird name <laughs> something so intense oh, yeah. but apparently and she was like stop calling stop talking about my gallbladder 
<laughs> or no, my bile. No, what was it? No, it was like something with a B. Yeah, like track. Yeah, biliary tract. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. That's what it was. Anyway, she was kind of funny in this whole thing. She, she was, was like so, so real. She was so cute. She was so cute. And she was so beautiful. She was, she was, like, she was so oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. She was. I mean, that's why she got the <laughs> the cameo. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. every time I see these like actors, I'm like, why aren't we on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah. Meg, maybe no. you. <laughs> we should all be on this show because I could be a patient, I, honestly. You could totally be a patient, Claire. Look I mean we all could. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the patients are also still usually very beautiful. Think of every patient. No, I know. Courtney, yeah. I'm beautiful. I know. And like, you, what? you guys <laughs> yeah, are what? beautiful, too. I just don't... I couldn't see myself as a patient, but... Shut up, Courtney. Honestly, you guys Courtney, are you could totally be a patient. Courtney, you. you could be, like... Or you could be a bomb. You could be donating a kidney to me. I feel like that would be our cameo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. We'd be so fun sisters. Yes, <laughs> you know? Okay. We'll, we'll contact Shonda. Yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> the hum will make a cameo <laughs> <laughs> anyways so basically for some reason deluca knows can understand spanish <laughs> so what do you right? mean the what? like the family was talking in spanish she, wait, and deluca was from? like where is he from though he's, he's from italy from he speaks italy. italian he speaks, uh, italian. he speaks italian and i think like the things they were saying were like pretty pretty basic. evident what like, she yeah. like she was clearly just like ner- even without speaking any of that you could tell it was like she was nervous about him seeing yeah her <laughs> right she was kind of like oh you're gonna see inside my belly and then starts like speaking spanish to her mom like it wasn't i don't think you need to speak the language to know what was going on <laughs> i mean yeah i mean he basically reiterated everything she said just in case people were confused so he was like, oh, you don't want me to be there? And then he was like, okay, I won't. And then she was so happy. <laughs> she was, was so like, cutie. she was so cute. And he was so great. He was like, you're right. Like, usually they try to teach me and I don't want them to get distracted on the tables. So they will just do it. <laughs> and I was like, so okay, cute. DeLuca. So We're cute. also supposed to be falling in love with DeLuca this episode too, I think. And I also was. <laughs> so, like, true very true yeah so. i was really falling in love with both of them i was like y'all would both be great for meredith i'm here yeah. for it <laughs> and luca and meredith's little moment before she goes into the surgery that he had taken yeah. himself out of yes oh and she was gosh. like there will be plenty of times for you to learn things on patients that aren't in love with you unless they all <laughs> fall in love with you and then he said yeah but i really want to like work with you and she's like there's plenty of chances for that too and they have a little they moment that they moment. look at each other and i was like just bang <laughs> <laughs> truly i don't know i feel that way but then i'm just like what i know i, I was know. surprised that i felt that way because i think before like when they initially kissed or whatever i was like ugh, like yeah they're I so think, yeah. different and like not really just the age but like i mean I know I've like said it before but just that I feel like they're a really different phase of life but I think DeLuca's been growing on me I don't know why I just think he's cute and he's acting more mature and like he's not as like heartbroken over his girlfriend leaving anymore so I think like he's at a better place (laughs) true true yeah he's been great 
So the surgery went well. Of course it did. And in the post-op room, Meredith is with one of the family members and she's showing her all of their family members that have died, which was so many. Yeah, they're it was Frinda. like They're what? They're Offrenda. That's what it's called. Ooh. Oh, nice. I didn't catch that. Very cool. But basically she was like, the veil is very thin, which triggered Meredith, but not really. <laughs> But it was a very cool moment, and it was so cute when the family was just praying together. I was so there for the Medina family in this hospital. I was so there for them. Yeah. So let's talk about this funny, like, thing with Avery and Maggie, (laughs) this interesting dynamic. (laughs) Avery is trying to be a better boyfriend by bringing her food, question mark, (laughs) is what he said. I was like, that doesn't make you a better boyfriend if you're going to bring me food. Like a dog that, like, pooped somewhere and just keeps, like, bringing things in for you. And you're like, no, I'm just mad at you right now. <laughs> yeah. Which was great I'm because Maggie... Like, there were so many options of food. Where did you go to get enchiladas, spaghetti? Like, that is I such think a- I would be, like, offended because I'm like, obviously I can't eat all this food and now you just created food waste for me <laughs> yeah like go donate like, this I'm not to go it. give this to someone like I'm annoyed yeah, yeah. Maggie was like I'm not eating it so <laughs> right yeah she wasn't hungry cause her mom right her mom yeah cause she was sad she was sad and then later I guess Avery brings her flowers next but she's like, this is getting cheesy. And then he's like, I know. I'm just like, you know, I know you're having a rough day. And then I was like, okay, fine. Like, sure, you can be there for her. But I'm glad she's not super fast to forgive Avery for what he did, even though she's in a vulnerable place. Right oh, yeah. Now. And he brought her coffee that morning, too. Oh, yeah. Yes. So many brought her the coffee. They kind of, their dynamic was like, oh, yeah, we're fine. Like, everything's fine. And I was like, I hope that's not how this plays out. I'm glad that it, like, continued to play out in a way that she was a little bit more like, yeah, we're not great right now. And like, I, thought, mm-hmm. I thought that she was only saying that because she was just having a hard day thinking about her mom. Like, I, yeah, I was getting true. the vibe that she was, like, okay with him. Like, they were good. But she didn't want to eat because her mom and, you know. Oh, maybe. That could be it. I thought it was a little bit of both. But you're right. Yeah, a little bit of both. She seemed, like, pretty much okay with him. Like, I think she was, like, still a little bit mad but, like, kind of over it. And I think it would have been good to see more of her, like, standing up for herself. Because we know she was so upset about it, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope they don't, like, graze over that storyline because I feel like it's still very prominent because it's not resolved yet, or at least I don't think it is. But Meredith and Maggie also have this moment where Meredith tells her about um, her dad, which I think also maybe affects Maggie a little bit. Not really, but Meredith is like, does she ask Maggie if she should like if she wants to see him and Maggie's like she doesn't know about like he doesn't know about me (laughs) but anyways Avery's she was explain she was explaining it of like 
I don't even, he doesn't even know who you are. And, like, oh, that yeah. just shows That's that he hasn't is. been present in my life since Lexi mm-hmm. died. Yeah. So, that was, she there was just trying go. to, like, talk through, like, should I see him or not? Should and then Avery came in. Right, and asked, she asked Avery about it, kind of. <laughs> Avery this, was like, like what's wrong with my dad? Hypothetical <laughs> way, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> so ready for and, like, traumatic why things to happen. First. <laughs> I feel like Meredith always knows everything first. True. <laughs> True. But Avery doesn't give her any closure, so that was that. Um to get to the broken arm kid, I guess that's the next thing. Glasses. So funny in this guy. That guy who which oh we don't God. know his name, which is so ridiculous. But the, at first they're having this like heart to heart. Which was so cute when he was like, do you have a boyfriend? And he's like, what? Like, do you have a boyfriend? (laughs) He was like, I'm open, I guess, to it. So we figured out, not figured out, we find out that he's gay, I guess. The other guy. Not glasses. We knew that. But they are working. I feel like we equally equally knew that. Did we? They were both like gay or not gay oh, i feel yeah. like we didn't know i think glasses at the was bar. more of a surprise yeah oh really yeah yeah because <laughs> glasses we've seen hook up with like a girl on this show before and he even makes it clear later on that he didn't even know he was gay <laughs> until this encounter yeah so i guess that's true true but it was weird because that guy invited glasses for like drinks but it wasn't a date, so that's yeah. Enough. Still, they just it could have just been, been like a hangout yeah. before yeah. you go on a date, you know? Yeah, okay. right, right. Anyways, they're working on this little kid together who has a broken arm, but they do an X-ray. And I knew it wasn't going to be just a broken arm. Of course, Did y'all, like it's yes, just crazy. <laughs> Every time it's just like, oh, it's just this. It's like you know they didn't just bring someone here for a broken it's arm. Not. <laughs> it's never that kid was so cute anyway oh he was so cute Ugh. so cute so he they find out that he has a mask link tells the mom that he has a mask and the mom just starts crying immediately which is so crazy that she could just cry so fast every time she said cancer she would cry yeah, the mom but, was really quick on the draw to cry. But also, he kept throwing around the C word around the kid, and I was like, I don't know. But the I kid was so okay this. with it. You know? He was like, it's okay, mom. Like, it's okay. Like, I won't yeah. climb fences anymore. So maybe he was confused. Oh. <laughs> you yeah, know? Oh, yeah. That's was true. confused. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't get cancer from climbing that fence, kid. From climbing yeah. <laughs> No, but I feel like on the show in general, like, usually in real life, don't they, like, pull the parents away to, like, tell them an update on the medical situation? But in this, we're, like, they, like, say it right in front of the kid, and they're, like, so this might mean they have cancer, but, like, probably not. Like, I feel like (laughs) you wouldn't say that in front of a kid who's gonna, in real life, the kid will probably freak out and not, I don't know, the mom probably will, too. But even that, you don't want the kid to see their mom freak out. So there's just... 
Right. That's why they have that whole little moment where he's like, okay, like, come outside. Like, let's talk about this outside. Yeah. And, and he's basically, like, get yourself together. <laughs> <laughs> no. He but was pretty so much. kind. Yeah. Why would you it's say it like so that? Kind. It was so kind. He was, was like, so that's kind. I, like, but that's basically what he said. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, jeez. <laughs> let's <laughs> go over not why. In that term at all. <laughs> not like quite like that. <laughs> Basically, we learned that Link had the same type of mass on his femur, but it was bigger. And the mom's like, oh? And Link was like, yeah, I know. Like, I survived. Like, I'm just fine. Look at me. Look at me. Like, I'm I'm a and doctor. I was, like a <laughs> I was like, okay, Halloween episode. Yes, yes, true. And that's of it goes, of course, Halloween episode. <laughs> and basically, Link was like, the scariest part of all that was seeing my mom like, cry and my hair but really my mom so you need to just let it out so jj the little boy can see that smile which was so cute Cute. i was so there for it so basically i guess they remove the mass actually i don't even know if we saw the surgery but i guess he goes and tells the kid about his mass even though the kid basically already knows and the kid's like will i be weird like what will happen will i lose my hair and link is like yeah you'll probably lose your hair but that's not weird he proceeds to cut his hair i'm like no right i was like okay i guess what oh, i'm like do you every time a kid looks uncomfortable do you just like chop some of your hair off and also so like bizarre. i mean i don't think he comes into contact with like kid oncology that much you know okay i don't know that's like a pretty specific situation he just seemed very eager to chop his hair off and yeah i was like i think he's like a repulsive person how's your hair this long i just don't understand (laughs) (laughs) it was i was for him and then this moment i was like what oh my god i was for him even more no i was still for him you know i was uh, like no. this is a ridiculous thing to do i was still like but it's cute you did it it was cute they were all <laughs> laughing and just being like burp, burp. <laughs> i mean it was a very you know classic classic grace yeah, just a dramatic was. thing to do yeah his hair looked so whack, though. It was, like, <laughs> it was so bad. His, you mean his much darker wig that he put on after this scene? Yes. <laughs> Courtney. Courtney! <laughs> I'm sorry. I could not. When he, like, saw Meredith the next time with his, like, weird brown bowl cut wig that had been, like, cut similarly, I was like, what? Are we supposed to believe this is... The hair we just saw before, it's like 16 shades darker. On Grayson Adam's Instagram, and I was like, why does his hair look so weird? Like, I remember thinking that, and then I watched the episode and I was like, oh, I get it. But I was like, he has a really weird haircut. (laughs) Yeah, they could have done better. I thought they were just going to cut all of his hair off, you know, just like make a normal haircut, but they didn't. Yeah, I thought so too. You know, it's just back to how it was. Back to a little bit. (laughs) Before we talk about this crazy elevator scene of Meredith, can we talk about the elevator scene of glasses and that guy? How they finally kissed, and it was great. My heart welled up and then broke. Yeah, elevator scene got me. Elevator scenes are back. This is great. Yes, elevator scenes are back. Yes, I loved it. And then, of course, 
this man or what happened? I guess someone came in the elevator and they stopped kissing and then the person left and the guy apologized. He's like, sorry, that was like, I don't know, impulsive. And Glasses is like, no, like, I liked oh it. God. Like, you're a teacher. Like, you said you're going to teach me. Like, he was basically, like, relating yeah. their whole little love story to medicine, which I was so yeah. there for. And then he goes into this whole, like, you know, I just, like, always tr- had tried general in my whole life. But then I tried <laughs> ortho today and yes. you taught me. And it was, like, really great. And it makes sense why general never felt right before. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so yeah, it was like, funny. Great. It was, it was so, so cute. cute. Like, yeah, it was his so coming cute. out moment. I was like, yeah. Oh, but yes. then the fact that he had that to this like guy who then uh, just like turns him down. Seriously, he was like, "I already came out. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to do this again." And just shuts glasses down. And I was yeah. like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't this. This is like a pretty common thing, right? I feel like Courtney, you to- like told me probably friends have been this way of like they're so over like people being at the beginning of coming out oh sure yeah how do you not remember this i feel like that is, no i do feel like that is a thing that like when people are really secure and like being out they don't always want to like go backwards and like but i've also had friends that like they were on the other side of it and their like boyfriends really pressured them to like come out to their like, a lot of people really fast and, like, do things that mm. made them uncomfortable, too. So I think on both sides, it really is uncomfortable if you have somebody who's, like, less out than the other person. But it was also just a jump in an assumption to have made that, like, I don't know. I guess maybe not, because he would have had to come out to all his friends if he's, like, never been with a guy before. But, like... He doesn't know his friends. Like, he doesn't know if that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it's an issue for everybody. Though. Like, it's just, it's still just hard for most people to come out. So, I guess. It's yeah, just that so was sad. Because I built it up so much yeah, to just so I was so rip it away. For it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll come back, you know? You think? Maybe. I don't know. The way it ended just felt very over. But, I mean, they yeah. work together, so... Who knows? But I guess to wrap up Meredith-ish, let's talk about her date, which she's just going off of, to this man, this poor man. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so funny. I was so there for it. It was so, yeah. It was so much, and it's also... Like, I can't imagine being on a date and someone talking about their parents that dramatically. You know, like, taking yeah. out of context, I would be like, this is so, like, so many red flags right now. <laughs> but, like, yeah. because we understand Mer- Meredith's story, we're like, yes, like, okay, it's the truth. <laughs> but I'm like, I wish you were speaking this to Maggie or someone. Yeah, you're That's right. That's a random guy. <laughs> also, the man that she was on a date with, I guess this English teacher, he was so, like... <laughs> extra typical like english looking teacher they try to portray (laughs) too funny ashonda yeah it was pretty funny but anyways we see meredith i guess get in the elevator with delinka deluca and link or they're not in the elevator yet 
they're just talking and it's so much tension what were they even talking about I don't even remember well she uh, shoot <laughs> i don't remember it was <laughs> i don't know why i don't remember like, yeah I, I like really feel like i remember but i can't even think about it right now <laughs> anyways Wait. after the conversation it was so they, cute though like what he's what like deluca and meredith's encounter was so cute yes it was it like was another so really beautiful one yes I oh mean, he was like how was the date and then she was like i scared him off oh yes 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 that's what it was and i was like that's cute that he's like asking about like her date yeah like checking in specifically about her day which was cute yes then why did um why was link there he just showed up (laughs) next to her i guess so yeah i don't know i don't know but then they get in the elevator and they both try to open the elevator at the same time for her which was so awkward (laughs) and then she just was like i'm taking the stairs which i was like oh (laughs) meredith you did i'm like meredith you always do stuff like this and i'm so here for it every time yes like so dramatic but so bold and oh my god it was fantastic also when did link put his number in meredith's phone oh that was at that moment so what happened was meredith and link had been talking and like that's when meredith saw the whole well also so meredith was on her phone looking at her dad's phone number basically being like should i call him or not and then link shows up and shows off his new haircut and kind of like flirts with her for a little bit and puts his number in her phone and then deluca walks up and deluca's like how was your date and then meredith's like how was your date or she's like i scared him off how was your date and then like they kind of are like oh you had a cute relationship with your little patient (laughs) and then (laughs) they go to get in the elevator and then both of them hold the door open for her and then she's like i'm taking the stairs which i thought that was before the glasses thing which was funny because it was like Oh, yeah, I remember when we used to have all this, like, sexual tension in elevators, like... <laughs> and she was like, I'm not doing that. And she was, like, <laughs> avoiding it. Stairs yeah. it is. That was so that was amazing. That was I so loved that whole yes. scene. So, wow, so many elevators in this episode. So <laughs> it is fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Okay. I guess before we talk about Meredith at the end, let's finish this thing about Owen and Teddy, because that was, and I guess Amelia, which is just... Uh, I I feel so many things. <laughs> so they basically couldn't find <laughs> yeah, her all day. <laughs> and when they get home, I guess they try to talk again, Owen and Teddy. But for some reason, they can't because this baby starts crying, which I didn't think that was that big of a deal to not finish the conversation. But Teddy asks... Owen if he's happy and he's like uh like I gotta go like the baby's crying like gotta get up and he never answers Ugh. which is so bizarre and Teddy just leaves the house so confused no that killed me cause I kept being like Teddy me. tell him Teddy tell him and then like the whole time she, she like opens her mouth like she's gonna say it and then instead she's like are you happy and then uh 
I was like, dang it, she's not And then the it whole, she's not gonna tell like, her. they have this whole long shot of, like, when he goes to take the baby away, and she's, like, packing her things, and, like, heading out the door, it, like, shows this whole time, and you're like, turn around, just tell him, turn around, stop, tell him, and, like, she just walks all the way out the door, that was painful, that was so sad. It was painful, and, like, truly... He, she just needs to tell him. Yeah, and now I think it's going to be so long because it's going to be like, oh, look, I tried and I couldn't. Yeah. So <sighs> Meredith, um, at the end, basically looks at her phone and I think we think she's going to call mm-hmm. her dad, but actually she calls Alex, which I was so shook by and she's like i need to come over <laughs> so she gets over there and of course link is there <laughs> getting of his hair cut by joe which is just which i'm like okay alex and him are friends now like okay <laughs> yeah honestly there for that <laughs> i mean it's yeah. a great scene and this was the was most so like it was so happy normal friends hanging out scene that we've seen in so long <laughs> slash maybe ever because also when they hang out i feel like it's like this is game night we're all gonna come over with our games and our dishes and like it's very formal and like this resembles how i hang out with my where you just like call them and go hang out at their place you know i'm like yeah and they were just like drinking beers casually yeah. cutting hair <laughs> it, was right. cute. it was very cute and then Meredith takes over the scissors and starts cutting Link's hair, which was so funny. She's like, all my, my decade of yeah. surgical precision or something. <laughs> I'm like, they're all surgeons? <laughs> right. <laughs> but apparently you. You know well, it ends, I thought it was funny, too, because it ends there. And then it like ends with Alex and Joe saying, no, we don't have a vacuum. Who do you think we are? <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of in their like banter yeah, on the way so out so funny like, no, we back. yes <laughs> <laughs> yes which that basically ends the show but throughout that Meredith's having this dialogue where she's like death means something different to all of us we all have different ideas about how to honor the dead different ideas of how to grieve different ways of moving on and then she goes the right way to grieve is however the hell you want and during that time, uh, I guess at the end of the show, we see, like, 007, freaking oh George, God, and yeah. then her mom, <laughs> Derek McDreamy, who didn't look too McDreamy, honestly. What? <laughs> no, they all looked freaking great. I was I, crying. I was like, how can they do me this I saw dirty? that coming like, on Instagram, just... and I still teared up oh. when it happened, when I saw it in the episode. I did not know it was going to happen, and I just really was like, how can they just show, like, pictures of these people and cry this much? Like, that's how much (laughs) emotional investment I have in these characters. It's concerning. Like... Seriously. uh, George honestly got it. Yes, George George? got it. Yes, he was. I was like, shoo, we have yeah. not seen him in so long. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, they were really Even her mom. Friends. And yeah. the dog. They really were. I had forgotten about the dog. Yes, yeah, the dog. literally every single, I was like, this. And Lexi. so uh, beautiful. Lexi, yeah. yeah. They all got me. The thing, though, uh, 
I was just like, because you know how she's like, I don't want to see my dad. Like, I know you guys want to see your dad if they're sick and they're deadbeat, but I don't want to see my dad. And I thought because of that, that's why she didn't, I guess, have any type of interaction with anyone in her past because she was like, I'm over it, which I was sad about because I really wanted her to just like be like, oh. Hi, Mom. Hi, Derek. Oh, I <laughs> thought George. the point was that, like, they well, were I mean, with think... her and they were around her, but, like, she couldn't necessarily, like, see them. It was more like a Day of the Dead, like, they're with us kind of thing. And, like, they're behind you and supporting mm. you, but not like she could have seen them or interacted with them. That's what I took yeah. from it. Got it. And I, I kind of took it huh. of, like... Just the way that she was, like, walking so confidently and beautifully with all these people and just being like, okay, yeah, I had these wonderful people people in my life for a period of time, and that's great. And so I yeah. get to remember them and walk and know that they're yeah, supporting exactly. me and loving me. I loved it. There you go. I thought it was – I was so here for it. I was so <laughs> here for it. <laughs> Beautiful. I guess that's the theme. <laughs> I love, I love the whole grieving however yeah. the hell you want. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's so beautiful. I, and I love when people give each other room to grieve in different ways. Mm-hmm. I just. That was one of the themes. Uh, and the other so theme great. was kids. <laughs> <laughs> it started with the kid had the episode. <laughs> All their kids were around. And then like most of the, and then. Amelia and Owen obviously were taking up kids the whole time, and then the most of the patients were kids. It was, it was kids' time, and it was that mom learning <laughs> how to be a good mom when her kid was sick. Kids, kids, kids. We're yeah. a family show kids, now. Kids, kids, so kids. You're so right. <laughs> family show. Yeah. It was literally almost. It was almost all kid yeah. patients. Yeah, kids for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Kid patience plus Neg and I. <laughs> All right. That was Chris. <laughs> Claire, did you want to talk about Station 19? Okay, so, yes. So, the last thing. So, Bailey, throughout this whole episode, it was kind of like peeping the whole, I'm stressed about Ben and our whole relationship. And it showed her at the end texting him, when is your next day off? We need to talk. And yeah, so to I give context, Station Claire watched Station 19, Neg and I did not. So yes. she is now going to yes. update us on what happened in Station 19. I'm hooked. Wow. <laughs> got me, as always. Um, but basically, the part that's important to Grays that happened in Station 19, Bailey and Ben, Ben had his day off, and I guess Bailey did also. So they're both just at home. And having just a wonderful morning, morning sex, it was great. Then they're just hanging out. And then he's like, okay, we have a whole day. What are we going to do? Are we going to go to the movies? Are we going to go out to eat? Like, what? Like, should we make something? Like, it was being so cute. It was wonderful. And then Bailey was just like, I just can't go throughout my day without talking first. Like, can we please just talk? And he was like, yeah, of course. And basically, she explained her whole thing of, I've been really stressed, I've been taking away all these stressors, I've been trying to be better, but I'm still so stressed, 
And it's really because I constantly have to think about whether you're going to make it through the workday or not. And when you don't text me and don't respond, like, it really stresses me out. And so I think that we need a break. What? Literally, yes, says that they should go on a break and Ben freaks out and is like, this is like so many steps towards divorce. Like, I want you. I want to be here for you. Let me do anything. And he's like, I told you. Yes. And then he was like, I told you I would build a treehouse for you when you like were going into surgery. Like, I'll build a treehouse. He starts getting clothes on. It's like, I'm just I'm going to I have so much time today. I'll build you a treehouse. I'll do anything like so desperate. So cute. And Bailey was like, no, no listen to me like I've been keeping track of my blood pressure like I just really need to take a break and like step back and oh so I think God. you should go so he packs his bag <sighs> and leaves and he's just like I don't know what to do leaving you like should I kiss you should I hug you goodbye mm. like what should I do and then he just like she just like had this straight face on and I was like what, what the fuck <laughs> and then he left and then she like he like runs back in and like it's this dramatic kiss and it's so passionate i'm like yes he's gonna stay and then he just walks out the door and i was like what so yeah they're on a break and he's like living somewhere else i guess like maybe with a friend or something but it was crazy so terrible and i was not expecting it and i can't believe they just i know that adds a lot of context for this whole i guess behavior she's having in gray's Oh yeah. my gosh. Maybe will show it. I know. Next I was watching it and I was like, episode? thank God I saw this. They better, I mean. I'm like, ma- I bet. Do a I crossover? Like I'm just going <laughs> to reference it. <laughs> no. I feel like she's just going to say, Ben and I are, are yeah, on Yeah, I guess. And then everyone's going to be like, what the heck? And she's going to be like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about it or whatever. I feel like it's going to be that kind of thing. Wow. Or she won't tell anyone for a really thank long God time. Thank God you watched it, Claire. I have. Wow. I know. I was watching and I was like, holy That's so crazy. Shit. Wow. This is crazy. I well, have, yeah. I, had so I have so many feelings now. I can't believe Station 19 is making me <laughs> I feel just this don't understand so much. Because I guess, like, if you're stressed that he is going to get hurt, then I don't understand how being on a break helps that because... Well, she was, like, she was basically saying... Okay, with you being somewhere else, I won't worry about you coming home because I already know that you're not going to be coming home. And so, in that sense, I was like, "You're never going to want to get weird back together with context, him." Context, yeah. yeah, that way. And I guess you don't have to be nervous because yeah, she's saying weird. she gets nervous every time he d- he stops responding to her, and it's like, okay, you're just not going to. So you don't have to worry about him responding because, like, you're not talking. Still, oh, though, geez, so dramatic. Okay. How to get away with murder. I thought this was a good episode this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I thought it was good too. This one was so intense. Especially the end. We'll get there, but Jesus got me. Okay, so it starts with Bonnie is still at her sister. It's kind of where we picked up last time. We got no spooky scene this whole episode. So. We didn't learn oh, no. anything, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we started Bonnie's sisters where it last picked up. She like is basically like rude and like, why are you here? And then 
Bonnie realizes that she has a daughter, which apparently changes everything to a degree that I don't really understand. But then she's like, I have to stay. And it's overcut with Frank and Annalise talking about how Frank basically knew that his sis- her sister had a kid and specifically didn't tell Bonnie because it would make her stay at her sister's. Which I'm like, Bonnie likes kids? You know. Um, I mean, if you have... If you're an aunt and you didn't know, <laughs> you would feel some type of feelings towards that towards child. Bonnie? So... But also, <laughs> she's a human. She has a sister. She has a sister, and she doesn't care about it. Why? Yeah. Why does the sister that she doesn't care about having a child? Yeah, make it different. You know? I yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it's weird. All. I mean, it's weird. Really <laughs> but apparently, we really Shonda's love kids. About kids. So. <laughs> but the way she was introduced to Bonnie was just so ridiculous. She, like her sister was like, "That's your, that's your aunt." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I'm not here." For I this. was not yeah. here for that either. <laughs> So, anyways, she goes out to the boyfriend and says, like, okay, I'm going to stay here because she has a kid. (laughs) And that's kind of the beginning of that scene. Then we cut back to, um, well, we see that the moms are in town. So cute. They go check out the first venue. Oliver's mom's upset, which at first comes off as, like oh, she's being very particular about the wedding, but we'll get back to that later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't know they had this type of relationship. Yeah. Actually. I mean, with either of their moms. Should we just talk about the moms? (laughs) I loved the moms this episode. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just So the moms, so both of their moms are in town and they go, and it's kind of just, circumstance that they happen to be there at the same time right well who invited it was asher who invited the moms well, early no i thought no it was oliver oliver invited oh yes that's what it his was his mom and then he was like okay i'm just gonna go ahead and invite connor's mom also and then connor was like what the <laughs> that's what it was yeah. and then yeah asher ended up inviting them for longer yeah asher well asher invited them to go to the bachelor party yes (laughs) which is a weird gesture anyways i don't know i thought that bachelor party was cute though it like made sense that they were there it was cute it was was um like it would have been weird to take them to like a strip club maybe but i don't know i mean but there was a stripper so yes it was just cute and fun (laughs) i liked it (laughs) yeah Cool yeah, moms. They're cool so moms. different, They're cool too. Moms. It they was were... so cute how different they were. Like, Connor's mom was, like, very openly affectionate and, like, sweet. But then, and, like, Oliver's mom came off as a little harsher. But then I think when it comes down to it, they actually had a closer relationship, which I thought was interesting. It's just that they, like, loved their sons differently. But it's not necessarily that one of them was, like, a better mom or had a better relationship they were both really close with their moms and it just manifested differently i thought that was sweet yes for sure i enjoyed it very much seeing that dynamic (laughs) so that's the moms we'll talk more about them later then we go back 
to the whole gang at Kaplan and Gold. Apparently, Frank has told Laurel about whatever happened with Gabriel. Because we know last episode it left off with Frank and Laurel. Or, like, Laurel confronting Frank that she knew something about Gabriel. And was like, why are you looking into this guy? I'm doing my own digging. So I, And then we kind of mm-hmm. leave them in that conversation. And it looks like from this episode that Frank told Laurel whatever secret he knows about Gabriel because she's like, ugh, I wish I didn't know. Like, it's just crazy how much Frank knows. (laughs) He, like, knows too much. He's very... Because he continues this episode to find out information about Bonnie that she doesn't even know. And then it's a weird dynamic that Frank and Annalise are like, how much should we tell Bonnie? It is like, very weird. It's and it's like, wait, what can I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're so tall. obviously Frank yeah. has told Laurel and she's like being weird about Gabriel. And then Tegan comes in to announce their case of the week because Annalise is busy. She's talking with the governor right now. So Tegan comes in to lead this. I love Tegan this episode also. She's like owning it and being a queen. Um, she So Tegan says they're going to do this diet pill thing. Basically, this diet pill company had all these false claims, and they want to try to save them. It's funny how many shitty cases they have to take this season <laughs> to, like, make money. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty funny, yeah. But honestly, when they're like, okay, it's these shitty cases, it's, I'm like, are they? It's so much they're money. Still very significant. Yeah. We got money, they're, but it's like, you know, they're defending the shitty people. The people they don't. Like, yeah. usually they're on the side Seriously. of, like, defending people they care about and, like, problems they care about. And now it's like, you're defending a company that sells diet pills. Like,. <laughs> it's not a That's lot to true. get motivated yeah. about in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to do it. <laughs> um, so Tegan picks Laurel as the lead, basically as a punishment for her, <laughs> which was also funny. For her family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even for her. <laughs> also, like, is it a punishment? Every that kid in that so clinic wants to be the lead, so... Yes, I was so confused by that too. Like I was like, these are still cases that experience. you're getting good yeah, exactly. experience with. So I'm confused why we're yeah. being so dang picky. I think she just made that excuse because she feels a type of way about um, Michaela. So she was like, eh, why don't you do yeah. it? And like, now nah, you kind of owe us. So yeah, that's true. I think she does like Laurel more than Michaela, which is funny because Michaela only wants her to love her (laughs) and also laurel's family kind of screwed her over so i don't know why she likes laurel (laughs) at all (laughs) it is kind of funny because laurel has picked up on that dynamic and she's like michaela's like a lesbian (laughs) like she (laughs) michaela's like no but it's so funny yeah um (laughs) that's so true it was so funny because it really Michaela gets so Michaela gets obsessive. so obsessive. Yeah. That is so much it's her thing. Kinda... I'm glad we're like finally calling her on it this episode. <laughs> yeah, like I'm glad that like one of her friends is finally like seriously. What the <laughs> heck? Like it's okay if you're gay, just like say it. You, know, yeah. if you love her. There has to be something more than mentorship <laughs> because you're being insane. 
Um, okay, so at the same time, Annalise is finally meeting the governor, who's been this spooky figure that's been wanting to talk to her this whole time, honestly. And, like, we've seen her, like, watching her on TV, and last we saw her, she was like, bring her into my office. So, Annalise goes to meet with the governor. She presents her with this, like, beautiful deal, and it's like, we should team up. We shouldn't be fighting against each other. Let's team up. And so she proposes this fair defense project where she would get to draft a bill. Basically, she would help, like, allocate funds for public defendants. But then the big part is that she would draft a bill to reduce the prison population by 50%. That's crazy. And then, basically... It was crazy. So it crazy. Was like t- it sounded It sounded great, great but also too yeah, good to be it true, it definitely right? seemed too good to be true. And then she was like, and we'd, like, create a bill that could be adopted by other states. Like, we would be making this big motion and like was basically like yeah let's start this movement let's do it and yeah it was very like there has to be a catch here and the other thing I thought was weird from this conversation is that they're like because she's like what's the catch and she's like oh well besides having to work with a republican like and Alice is like, True. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, sure. But then she's like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure it would be good for your campaign, which I thought was interesting because I'm like, would it be good for her campaign to work on prison reform? Because that's not very Republican, right? Like Republicans, especially women, have to show that they're like hard on crime. So I was confused how this was supposedly going to be good for her campaign if she is. Republican. Well, it's it's always like good to show that you can bring parties together. I guess always. Good. It's probably you know good in I mean? Pennsylvania, so maybe honestly, because was... there's like it's more of a swing state. There's more people in the middle. Like I'm like in Texas, it wouldn't be good for a Republican to do that probably because they'd like lose Republican votes. Mm. Like that. Well, we're... Beto. I mean, that's what he's going for. You know, it's like yeah, he's that's like, bring people together. TBD, oh. if that works. I'm scared. <laughs> we'll know by the time this is out. Ah! <laughs> oh. We're talking about Beto O'Rourke, who is currently running for Senate. <laughs> it's a tight race, and him. he is still a Democrat in Texas, so. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sean, you Um. And so, yeah, that's kind of all how we get introduced to it. How did you guys feel about it right away when she got this proposed to her? Not good. I was like... I was so here for Claire, it. Because I was like, yeah, this isn't like ideal and you're probably scared. <laughs> I know I would. But like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hear me out. Get out. Stop. I'm Can't. like, she has to sign this contract. And if she reads it and it says that they're going to be doing these things, then I don't understand how... Y- like she could go against the governor could go against her later and say, no, we're actually not going to do these things. Cause if she signs the contract, that contract is very much there and should be something that they're doing, you know? So I think my business law class is getting to me, but <laughs> I'm like, once you sign a contract, like that's something that. Yeah. And she's like a lawyer. So. She should know how to read a contract, which apparently. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but yeah, there could be so, some fine print, you know, 12 B. Yeah. So yeah we, we know. We don't really know. 
Yeah. I was like, you don't just suddenly trust someone who has been against you for so long. And not only that, but we saw that spooky scene where she's like, bring her into my office. Let's see if she talks that way to my face. And it's like... Exactly. Thank you, <laughs> Courtney. Was like, I changed my heart. Yeah, I was Beep. like, don't buy yes. it. I don't buy it. Yeah, I was like, I you white women know you get it. Old white Republican lady. Don't trust it. <laughs> don't Have trust we learned it. nothing oh from the last few years? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So she does take that. Actually, her boss really has her back this so the first time he comes in to talk to her about the letter they kind of have a little fight basically and she he like screams at her he's like i can't believe you he comes back from a trip immediately goes into her office screams at her a little bit and is like i can't believe you did this like we're building this thing together they get in a fight and then she has an amazing response to him. She's like, basically, I have worked so hard for every ounce of respect I have. I am not going to be your savior. I'm not going to do anything for you. The bigger picture is this thing I'm trying to do. And like, basically, you are nothing in this. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) She's like, I'm not going to be your savior. I'm not going to be your anything. Like, I'm getting this done for me. And I've worked too fucking hard to give a shit about you. And I was like, yes, thank you. It was fantastic. (laughs) And Tegan was like, yeah, she's right. And so before that, so before he even has his heart to heart with Tegan, he comes back and is basically like, hey, I read over your contract. Here's why it's shitty. Like, there's... So he comes back, like, the next day, and he says, there's a clause in here that basically your funding's going to get frozen, that you have to meet certain deadlines every quarter, or else your funding could get frozen. And he's basically like, she's just trying to bury you in bureaucracy. She knows she can't fight you in court, so she's trying to destroy you in a new way. And, like... I found this in your contract. You should be weary of this situation. Which I was like, dang, that was cool. That was a good way for him to approach it, to, like, go find, like, I'm sure there's something wrong with this. Oh, look, yes, there's something wrong with this. Like, bring facts forward about why she should stay there, you know? Yeah, I was so there. That was cool. Yeah, that was and I was like, beautiful. "Wow, thank you for saving her." Like she didn't yeah. know. Which again, really. is Annalise a lawyer? Sometimes she just doesn't find letters or read <laughs> contracts. But well, she has minions <laughs> to do it for her, Courtney. Like she has so many. The minions, yes, <laughs> but like <laughs> not her. Would she have found this? Like I'm confused, but uh, eventually. <laughs> I think she would have eventually found it, but he just brought it yeah. to the forefront. So she calls the governor after this conversation with old boss. She calls the governor and is like, hey, you're going to have to give me funding. Change is expensive and whatever. And the governor's like, okay, I'll talk to my people. Is there anything else I can add for you? And then she's like, out of kind of the blue, she says, yeah, I want Nate Sr. to be pardoned. 
that surprised me at first because there had been a little bit of a backstory, like kind of going along this episode, Nate had gone to visit his dad. His dad had asked if he could write a letter to the family. And then Nate had brought that forward to Annalise. But besides that, it felt like Nate Sr. was kind of like wrapping up. So I thought that was a surprise when she asked for the pardon. I thought so too, but maybe she was like, this is the one last thing I can get. Like I've tried so hard to, you should always negotiate, always ask for more. Another great woman in the workplace lesson that we're learning right now. (laughs) You should always be asking for more than you think you can get always. So that was great. She did that because you're freaking incredible. You deserve the world. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought it was good that she did that. Um, so then I guess we can keep going with the storyline. So she asked for the pardon. Then later on, or I guess, sorry, I'm going back and forth. Um, so the students come back to Tegan with their proposal of how they're gonna win this diet pill case basically, where they figure out, they found some precedent where a different diet pill company had to pay back, which basically had like the same formula, had to pay back their clients 50%. And so basically it was like only $5 million, which was apparently like nominal to them. And so basically (laughs) it was a great win for them. Went forward, brought it to Tegan. And then again, Ladies in the workplace, lifting each other up, rising together. Laurel, Thanks, when she gets all the credit, and Tegan's like, I'm impressed, you did a good job. Laurel's like, Michaela was really helpful in this. We did this together. We're rising up together. Shine so theory. Beautiful. It was. Yes. Which <laughs> is really great. And then Tegan's like, I'll make sure you both get credit when I bring this forward. Yeah. It's like, yes, yes, this is how we do it. It's 2018. We rise up together. We don't fight each other. Yas, yas, yas. (laughs) So then, and then Tegan goes to the boss and is like, oh, I have this exciting thing that we're going to do. How great is that? And then the boss is like distracted and she's like, oh, did Annalise take the other offer? And she was like, he was like, how do you know about that? And she's like, I know about everything. Hello? I run this place. <laughs> yeah. You're just like a so white male figurehead. I, like, yes. I run this. <laughs> yes. He so she's like Oh yeah, so then she's like, Oh, did Annalise take the job? Blah blah blah. And she's like, You cannot let that happen. We are working too hard, especially when I'm out here, like hoeing myself for diet pill money she said something like that and i was like oh (laughs) seriously that (laughs) and then yeah she is basically like you can't let her take it you're gonna have to go begging her on your hands and knees and that's probably she won't ex like she won't will not accept less than that and that's why i love her and i was like "Ah." oh my god Yeah. yeah seriously it was so good all the dialogue, I was so there for it. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. So then he does go back to Annalise again after this conversation with Tegan and is like, I will fight for you. 
I will do all these things for you. Like, I want you to stay here. I'll fight all your enemies. Like, we can do this together. We have been working on this and we're gonna, this is important to me. Let's make it happen, basically, is his last, like, plea with her. And somehow through this entire dynamic of, like, Tegan, honestly, it was when Tegan went to talk to him that I was like, oh my god, I actually care about Annalise staying at Kaplan and Gold. (laughs) (laughs) Same, honestly. (laughs) Yes. Well, I just felt like she was, like, the last choice of like, yeah. options at the very mm-hmm. beginning and we were like oh kind of a bummer that she's back at this like place with this one and we like cheered her know. on turning them down at the beginning of the season when she was like no yeah. i'm not accepting yeah. this offer you guys suck and i just wanted you to know that and we're like yeah <laughs> and then now we're like no stay yeah. so sweet we love tegan <laughs> They are, though. They have such a good dynamic, and she's so established. And do. And, like, they salsa together. Exactly. And the guy is fighting for her multiple times, you know? I was surprised. He's freaking bowing down to Annalise. And Tegan. He was like, Tegan needs to be the face of, like, that other company. He's really lifting the woman. He's lifting the woman, Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think he did something, you know, previously fucked he up. He did, but he about, even so. addressed that this episode. He's like, I yeah, had a relationship. It's not it. as, like, slimy as you think it is. I had a relationship with this woman. I thought she loved me, too. And the company is basically calling it misconduct to cover their own asses. Which, how do we feel about that? <laughs> Do we think that's what really, it is? I don't really I'm like, understand. Yeah. A, I think we need more. I don't understand. Maybe that's not what really happened. B, if it is what really happened, in terms of Shonda getting political, it's a little bit un-me too-y in that, like, it's like, oh, look, sometimes misconduct is, like, fake. And, like, I feel like white men don't need mm. that message. <laughs> Wait, so maybe it really, maybe it really is, but it's like showing this other side, like dialogue of like him trying to be like, yeah, yeah. it wasn't really that. But then later on, we're probably, it's probably, maybe it will be exposed of, yeah, it was bad. And that's why it was called misconduct and like, don't run away from your problems. I hope yeah. that that's how it gets turned around. But you're right. Yeah, that is I don't very, know. Like anti me too. And I'm just confused. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's the whole thing of yeah, like, I don't know white men being like we're scared right now we don't even know if we can hug women in the workplace like that whole conversation is very much how this felt i'm like that shouldn't be a conversation exactly (laughs) let's not validate that as a conversation in this this episode yeah it is in this episode true you're so right courtney i didn't yeah which i mean i feel like it can't be like i'm just like Mm, there's no way Shonda would do that so (laughs) she can't yeah I don't want to give them any more fuel to their fire not that I'm sure a lot of people with those opinions are even watching this show frankly but still (laughs) you never know Shonda reaches all clearly family show (laughs) true I think family show and what we're talking yeah. about. Here. I think we have murders less of a family show, but apparently we still value children very much. So exactly, yes. we love kids. 
Um, okay, so we'll get back to that storyline later. Let's go back to talking about Bonnie. So Bonnie later goes to talk to... Apparently she stays the night at her sister's place because we see her like the next morning. She is talking to her sister and she's finally like, okay, why are you really here? And Bonnie shows her the pictures And at first she's like, oh yeah, like I followed the plan. I went to go drop it off at the hospital because like you were losing a lot of blood. And then she's like, no, this is you leaving. What did you do? And she was like, dad beat it out of me. Like I had to go say that I was the mom and take it. So we went back to the hospital and we took it. And basically like when we got back to the house, he took the baby, and I think he sold it, is what she said. Well, it's such a very unlikely situation. You can't just, like, take yeah. a baby. You can't just say you're the mom, but Well, but we I? knew that's what happened before <laughs> because the nurse told us that. The nurse had said, like, yeah, yeah, I let the mom take the baby. Like, I didn't want to take the secret to my deathbed. You know, when Nate did his whole creepy, like, oh, this is the medicine my mom used before... Or my mom. My wife used before she died. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to take the secret to my grave. I let the mom take the baby back. But then it wasn't really the mom. Wait. Yeah, it wasn't really the mom. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the sister. she didn't know. That's what I'm saying. It's weird that she didn't know. (laughs) That wasn't the mom. What? It was weird that she didn't know that was the mom, though. But not yeah. really, because she had just... How would she... They had just that? found a baby, like, on the front steps of the hospital. Before that, it had just been, like, dropped off at the hospital. I just feel like there should be more of a security. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, ideally, but I guess she would just really believe Yeah, it. I mean, why would she? Yeah. I don't know. So she says, oh, yeah, dad sold the baby. And then Bonnie, like, goes out to tell Annalise. And they're both kind of like, do we trust her? I don't know. It was crazy that they just immediately, like, didn't trust her. Because I was like, that sounds like a fucking crazy story. <laughs> and, like, making up that you, like, sold a baby is extreme, but I guess yeah. their life is extreme, so it was like, yeah, maybe, but likely story. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, and I was like, so, when they said that, or when Bonnie's sister said that, I was so sad for Bonnie. I was like, wow, like, she thought she had this, like, son, but she ends up not, because... I was thinking, like, holy shit, how are they gonna find it now? If it was just sold to someone, like... Yeah. That's true. I think I'm jumping ahead to the... Burial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. When I first heard it was sold, I was like, oh my god, it's probably, it was like, like, had a similar childhood to her, and now she's gonna have to, like, find it, and, like, it's probably being human trafficked, so, like, how is she possibly gonna find it? This is crazy. Oh my gosh. That's what I was thinking. Oh okay. Was that extreme? <laughs> I feel like that's the situation I mean, hand. I guess not. <laughs> I'm thinking taken. <laughs> I'm thinking she's going to have to turn into Liam Neeson and find her human trafficked (laughs) child. Oh my goodness. I'm thinking Philadelphia, like, (laughs) adopted, (laughs) 
foster care. <laughs> but people in foster care don't buy kids. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, I feel like <laughs> rich people buy kids that don't want to go through. Oh, like adoption? No, Agent that's scenes. like a very, yeah. that'd be the best case scenario. That's the best case scenario. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Like, if you're too lazy to wait on, not too lazy, adoption process is <laughs> difficult. Like, if you're, like, going through the adoption process and it's difficult and you're like, I just want to skip the line and buy a kid. Maybe you would just buy a kid for that reason. That's what is that? No, it's definitely a thing. Rich people buy anything. (laughs) I think you're kidding. Yeah, children. I mean, during like surrogacy, you're basically buying. Oh my, that is different. That is different. How dare (laughs) you? Okay, more realistic. It could be like a gay couple because this is like 15 years ago. So different. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true. It could have been You're a gay right. couple. Just yeah. have surrogacy on my mind. Yeah, 15 it could have been a gay ago, couple. That would have been, like yeah, been hard for them to. No, yeah. not even 15. Probably more than that. Yeah, more than that. So. Yeah, that would have been hard. Or like a single parent type thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Girl, you're actually like buying a child is so. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's low key, but I'm saying oh, adoption so is difficult and probably what's more difficult. difficult yeah at a time when people are less accepting of like unconventional lifestyles. So maybe they, maybe they could have bought it for that reason. (laughs) But all this is irrelevant because we basically find out later that (laughs) the baby was not even sold. So whatever, (laughs) none of this is relevant. So then Frank (laughs) basically follows her to, she called it N.A. Um, Yeah. mm -hmm. Narcotics. Right. Um, <laughs> okay, <cool>. So she <laughs> goes to the meeting. Frank, of course, follows her there because he has no boundaries at all. Creepy. And so then creepy. Like recording at yeah, an NA like, meeting. Like Frank, we are the lowest. No yeah. boundaries. <laughs> is he recording or is it live streamed to Annalise? <laughs> <laughs> So right. He actually just has implants like in his eyes and ears so that Annalise can just know what he's seeing and doing at all times. (laughs) By my friend's (laughs) dream. So yeah, because apparently Annalise told Frank to go to this meeting and record what she was saying. So he records her and she says Yeah, he says later Yeah, so he makes this recording. The timeline of that does not what? make sense. How how did she know? I don't know because she was on the phone with Bonnie when Bonnie's like, "Where are you going?" But yeah, I thought she hung up. But she hung up. So yeah. I don't really know how she knew. I think they just know everything. Okay. And yeah, a whole. <laughs> she also <laughs> has cameras on Bonnie's <laughs> person, so that's why. Um, but so Frank records this message. And then shows it to Annalise. Yeah, because he says when he shows it to her, he's like, should I show Bonnie? And in the recording, Bonnie's sister is basically like, I couldn't. My sister just showed up and I can't tell her the truth because it would kill her. And so we know she's lying. And so Frank shows it to Annalise and is like, should I show Bonnie? Which I'm like, why do you two make every decision about this woman's life? I don't understand. But... (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, should I show her? And Annalise goes, 
I don't care. And Frank goes, of course you do. You're the one that told me to go to this meeting. <laughs> That's when we knew. <laughs> like, of course you have an opinion. <laughs> Why exactly. did you say like, I don't Of care. course you care, Annalise. You have an opinion about everything. I feel like she, like, always plays that card. Like, uh, like whatever y'all do, like, obviously going to be fine with. So, <laughs> I don't I think care. at this time she was like, I have too many decisions to be making this week. So you make Oh, yeah, she one. said that. And it was like dramatic like (laughs) yes so frank does end up showing bonnie but this is showing bonnie they show her because i'm pretty sure she calls one of them and it's just like i want answers like at some point she was like i want answers i want the truth like that's why i came here and so i think that's why they chose to show her like okay you can tell that it's not really the truth I mean, she's snooping you know, around her sister's oh, house found while she's the gun. at NA. Yeah. Found, found the gun. Unregistered gun in her house in a fucking shoebox. Not even a safe. So. so. Cool. Yeah. Also, can we um, clarify something for me? When she got in the car with that guy from NA, was that the same guy who was had a ton of I needles so in his too. car? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a recent like, change hmm. in their life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sure. yeah. Or maybe it was just a different <laughs> blonde guy. <laughs> different guy. Yeah. Same car. Um, okay. Yeah, I thought so too. That's a good point, Meg. I was just so confused. I was like, wait, what? And Bonnie was not even questioning who this random person was taking her to this meeting. Well, also, she's probably like, great, life, you're so out of the house. I can like, like, oh, throw your shit. True. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um so frank does pull bonnie aside and shows her the recording but then apparently has also done more research in the meantime and finds records that which again i think it's weird that these just now came up but finds records of her sister trying to break into some house of some family with a boy who, who they have a son who would be Bonnie's son's age. So Frank's like, maybe she found out who this son was sold to and she tried to go break in back there a few weeks later. Right? Was that the timeline a few weeks later? That was the, I think that was the timeline. Yeah. So... Bonnie has all this information. She goes back to the sister later. She confronts the sister later at night when she comes back and is like, hey, why do you have this unregistered gun? And also, could you tell me the freaking truth? Yeah, like, why does my son live 20 minutes away? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. It's like all this time he was Mm -hmm. 20 minutes away. And... So then she tells her the real story. Well, quotes, real story that we end this episode on. Because you never <laughs> know. You never know on this show. So skeptical, right. yes. You um, never know. That they were driving home from the hospital after she had taken the baby. And the dad was going to keep that baby at their house and basically do all the same things to it that had been done to them. So she gets out of the car and sprints through the woods and like 
buries the baby. So terrible. So terrible. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. Was she thinking, like, I'd rather this baby be dead than have it go through, like, what I, think I went so. through? Yeah. Yeah. Which is still so psycho, but... So In the look on her face when she says, I buried it. She, said, she was like, I said I would protect it. I said I would protect him. I told you right. I would protect him. So I did. I buried him. And it's like... And this is the <sighs> real story or the fake story? Yeah, I don't know. Because then why did she break in I, that house? Like, or was this might... the woods just behind this house? Is that what we're supposed to be taking away? See, I I got so confused oh, when that happened. Maybe. I was like, okay, can we have the truth? I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I still don't feel like we have 100% the truth. And I'm also like, was it just behind someone's house? And maybe then somebody heard the crying and Found went it. back and like saved this baby. Yeah, well, like how deep could she have buried him in the time that she got out of the car bef- with her, her hands, hands before yeah. the dad found her? She has very little time. Digging is hard. I just read a book <laughs> where she's digging a grave. <laughs> also, have we watched Holes? We know from Holes that digging a hole is hard. Oh my. Depends oh the ground. God, so Depends the ground. Like digging a hole in Texas is hard, but like digging a ground in Utah is not as hard. <laughs> well, it, there's also places in Texas that it's digging a hole is dig just it, hard in general, though. I don't believe it. It does depend on the soil. <laughs> I talked to some people. They plant trees around Dallas. They said Arlington soil is incredible. Okay, so we'll look up <laughs> the soil in Pennsylvania and get so back to maybe, everyone. <laughs> yes. And I doubt that was even... This is too much. (laughs) Basically, either way, regardless of the soil, she couldn't have dug very deep with her bare hands in, like, two minutes, is what I'm saying. I mean, she could have been in a frantic state. Like, we don't know. I mean, she was in a frantic state. Okay. Like, obviously. Also, why are we saying that this baby was behind someone's house? Yeah, it was supposedly in the woods. I'm just saying, like, I don't believe with a hundred percent certainty that this baby is dead well i mean we yeah, can't believe i don't know that. either but i'm also like she was bonnie was explaining okay my baby's alive and this might be my baby and she shut it down so quick and said no your baby's dead because of this and so that could go either way that could be like i just mm-hmm. want you to stop looking or it's like, I don't want you to have hope that your baby's alive because I yeah. know it's dead. Because she did say you the know? truth would, like, so, kill her. Maybe so that was the truth. could be the truth. Or her perception of the truth. Because she didn't know that somebody dug up the baby today. afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of the conclusion on Bonnie's story. Frank gives her a ride home where she tries to report her sister for having an unregistered gun, but Frank stops her from doing that. Um, yeah, I was like, thank God for Frank in this moment because it's so true. Yeah. I mean, he knows he all about regrets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does he? I don't know. Like, does he even regret anything he does? <laughs> Well, okay. Yeah, true. So then the other kind of backstory this whole time, we talked a little bit about the moms being in town, but the big thing between Oliver and his mom is like, as Connor points out, Oliver hasn't told his mom that he's HIV positive and Connor and Oliver have a conversation. I 
forgot yeah. about that, honestly. Yeah, I forgot about it, it was pretty too. early season that we found out about that. So, yeah, because Connor's like, you should tell your mom. Like, you should come out to your mom. And he's like, I already have. But he's like, or no, he's like, you should tell your mom. He's like, no, I have. And he's like, no, you should, like, tell your mom. And he's like, it feels like I have to come out all over again. And it was sad and sweet. But Connor's like, you have me this time. It's okay. Like, you're going to be okay. So Oliver and his mom, we see them trying on tuxes for the wedding. And they're kind of going back and forth. They still kind of have, like, a weird tension that they've had throughout the episode or, like, distance, I guess. And then... Is a distance because um, she was like, you were fine before yeah. you met Connor? So or? they have a conversation okay. where they start being like, hey, like, Oliver's like, why don't you like Connor? And she's like... It kind of comes out that I think she feels like they haven't been able to talk as much since he's been with Connor, she's like, you moved into this, like, you lived in a nice place before Connor. You had all this nice stuff before Connor. You weren't involved in a murder gang before you met Connor. (laughs) 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 But, um, so she says all this stuff, and she's like, no, I was the one that wanted to move in this house. I want all these things. And she's like, well, how could I have known that? We don't really talk anymore. We used to talk every day. We used to be so close. And it is really because around the time that he got with Connor was when he found out he was HIV positive. So apparently that's been their distance and it's been because he has a secret that he's been like not wanting to tell her about. So he's says, mom, there's actually something else going on and I need to tell you this and I need you to know I'm okay and I'm healthy and going to live a happy life. But I am HIV positive and I know you told me to be safe when I, when I came out to you, you said to be safe when we both knew what that meant. And like, I'm so sorry. And she is so sweet. And she has this mom line where she says, I'll be here for you until the day I die, no matter what. And it's so so sweet. And she's just like, I hate that you thought you needed to go through this alone. Like, and then was he was so like, sweet. I yeah, I wasn't alone. I had Connor. I had Connor. And so, yeah, it's yeah. so sweet. This was a really sweet scene. I was very happy. And then they have the cute little bachelor party. Fun, fun in the house. They have strippers. They have t-shirts that say, Colliver forever. Forever. <laughs> I was like, I need that. I was like, merch. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of not a lot happens with the gang this week besides that and Laurel's kind of weird dynamic with Gabriel Um, also Connor calls his dad oh wait yeah yeah we should get to that too so also Oliver's mom sits down with Connor and is basically like I know I'm looking like I'm crazy about the wedding but can I show you the scrapbook and Oliver, when he was a kid, had made this cute little wedding scrapbook. Like, so he obviously loved cute. weddings as a kid and used to want to marry his Power Rangers. And she was like, I was so sad when Connor came out to me that he wasn't going to get to have this wedding he always dreamed of. And so really this whole time it's looked like, oh, the mom wants a really nice wedding. But it's actually, she knows that Oliver wants a really nice wedding, but is trying to be 
chill for Connor, you know, like, trying to be low maintenance. Mm -hmm. But really, she knows that he does care about this stuff and he wants a nice wedding. Yeah. Which was so cute. It was so beautiful. And Oliver is so, like, respectful of his mom because he knows how much, like, she gave up for him, so... She just he just wants to please her and please, please Connor and yeah. it's just please everyone. It's, it's so, so cute. cute. Yeah. So cute. So, so sweet. Scary. But yeah, so scared. <laughs> Ever I'm getting increasingly anxious about Oliver. Me too, because I'm just so And attached they're to really building season. him up in a way that they're preparing us to take him away. I'm not ready. I'm <laughs> <laughs> He said he was going to live a long, happy life. We could take that away. I'm scared. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, He's gone. <laughs> yeah. So to kind of wrap this up, let's talk about the end where let's finish up Annalise's storyline. So she ends up going to the governor after her conversation with the boss and, like, kind of being built up by all the Kaplan Gold employees, she, like, goes to the governor's basically like, I don't believe this. I don't believe you had this big heart-to-heart, like, turnaround moment. I don't believe that you just suddenly care about all these people that can't even vote for you. Um, I'm saying no to your offer. And then as she's walking, like, storming out the door, the governor's like, oh, I just heard back from the pardon committee. Like, we can pardon Nate Senior. All you have to do is say yes. So then she ends up saying yes to save Nate's dad. And she goes into Kaplan and Gold to be like, honestly, I was going to say no. I was going to stay. But they're going to pardon Nate Sr. And that's who I built my whole case around. That's the reason we have this whole Supreme Court thing. He's the reason for everything. I can't say no to this. I have to take this offer. And he, like, is so cold and basically turns back on all the nice things he's done this whole episode by just, like, picking up the phone and being, like, taking Annalise's badge, escort her out. Like, so cold. So Mm -hmm. stupid. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. I hate you. (laughs) I thought for one minute that I didn't and that I cared, but... I mean, what was he supposed to do? He could be like, I understand, like... One second ago, I was acting like I cared about your cause and cared about your cause. And so I should act like I still care about you. Sad to see you go. I'm going to act like this is an actual workplace encounter. (laughs) 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 Okay, yeah, valid. (laughs) Not a cold, weird, take her out of here. Yeah, that was so dramatic. She was like, whatever. I'm like, she needs to get her stuff. Like, what? (laughs) She has so many people to do that for her. She never has to step foot back in Kaplan and Gold. And then she goes to tell Nate, and there's this haunting music going over her being so happy to go tell Nate. She has this big smile, but there's haunting music over it. And I was like, no, don't do this. No. And I'm freaking yeah. out. And then it's cut back and forth between Nate's senior is writing the letter to the family because he got an address so he could write a letter to the family which was so it was was such a beautiful letter he's writing this beautiful letter we're cutting back and forth between Nate and Annalise being so excited 
him writing the letter and them also being like, okay, we're going to transport you. And I was like, no, no, no. And this spooky music. And we're like going back and forth. And then Nate goes to call and they're like, oh, one second, sir. And then this like woman comes on the phone and it's like, there's been an incident. And we pan back and see Nate's senior on the floor, blood dripping onto the note the letter that the beautiful letter he just written was being ruined so people wouldn't even see his last words and he had been shot in the head yeah i was like why was he shot Uh, it was so sad i'm like how like who Who? like i mean i think that was just the plan all along i think the darkest way to look at this is like the governor's whole plan all along was to trap her in and then she could get him killed gosh i know that's so dark so dark and twisty and i think that's but i'm like that's the only like really thing that makes sense you know ruins her like who else would know the like timeline getting killed who cares that much wow i'm so achy from that and the way nate smiled when annalise i know and her smile too he was so excited and the fact that she has oh. that freaking job, you know? That yeah, lady, she's, she's stuck. In this, uh, in this yeah, contract. And, like, obviously this woman is evil. We knew was she shook. was. But she fell for her trick. We know this woman's evil. And now she's going to be stuck working for her. And she's not going to be able to do any of her work. She's not going to be able to, like, go back and free all these people. Like, had been her whole plan and reform the criminal justice system. She's just going to be stuck with this devil woman in this contract and like ugh, god i'm really upset it is unfortunate yeah it was so sad <sighs> such a rough ending <laughs> any <laughs> truly any themes <laughs> <laughs> the past comes back to bite you there's a <laughs> lot more truly parent-child relationships like yeah you're right yeah that's always kind of been a thing in how to get away with murder now that i think about it with annalise and her mom nate and his dad yeah like yeah. every single person's family we see every all and, like, of their family the dynamics michaela that's and so her true. mom yeah why do we know we all, know of, all of their parents dynamics. so, so cra- like asher we know parents. asher's parents yeah so clearly your parents yeah. affect your yeah. whole <laughs> life. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Sad note to end it on. Okay. Oh, one other question I had is what do we think about Gabriel? What's his deal? I don't know, I don't know. at all. Because for a while we thought maybe it was Bonnie's was- son. I never thought that. Yeah, for well, the record. I hope not. Not the case. <laughs> well, it didn't really make sense because, like, like. Oh my gosh! Well, say he- it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bonnie's well, wait, dad. Did, was but Bonnie? didn't she like <laughs> pimp him out? Well, that's like she, by his boss. Like yeah. he like prostituted wait, her. Like he would let other men sleep with her for money. So it could have been oh, somebody else. Yeah. True. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Claire. Oh, yes. God, Claire. <laughs> I thought it was just the video. I knew like, you were going to say it. Like, it sounds like, say it so we can shut you down. Like, get raped by white people. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's not what I'm saying. I just thought it was only her dad, but of course, it's more dark yeah. and twisted than I thought. Yeah. I don't know. Gabriel's the worst because remember when he was talking to Laurel and he was like, stop thinking I'm flirting with you. Like, you're not yeah. my type. <laughs> and Wes, like, yeah. I know about like, oh, Wes. That's weird. She's like, you know about Wes because like, you're just asking questions. You're creepy as hell. I, and also, she <laughs> obviously knew more. Like, she knew what was going on, but she still called him on that. And it's like, nope, this is why I'm freaked out. This is why I'm going to start ignoring you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. I think... We'll end up there. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at thehum.pod. You can also leave us an email at thehumpod at gmail.com if you have any feedback about this episode. Our logo is by Ellie Clement. Our music is by Colt Whaley. And this show is produced by Lauren Pliskin. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week.